Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast, the allergy edition, because oh my god, I don't know what is in the air, but I cannot breathe. I don't know about you, Neil. It's about to be the greatest podcast performance of all time oh like, my god it's like the michael jordan flu game here true the allergy true. allergy that's game the allergy episode literally this is what this is gonna go down as the, the greatest episode we've ever done uh some stuff happened this week some pretty fun stuff uh the golden state warriors are nba champions they came back from being one of the worst teams over the past what two to three years One of the worst teams in the league. Um, Everyone's talking about how they were ever champions in the first place. Mm -hmm. To now, they are back on top. They are champions. They went through a full season. They got Clay back after being out for two years. uh, And they won the NBA title. They beat the Boston Celtics. Yeah, they they took advantage of opportunities where it presented itself. You know, they... Obviously, like they had a lot to overcome this year, um, you know, going from the the worst team in the league last year to champions the very next season. It's crazy. I don't, I can't remember the last time a team went from you know struggling so much one season and then completely winning it all the next season, especially in basketball. Who do and, you attribute this to? Like, who do you can you pinpoint this on one person? It's Steph Curry. You know, like yeah, everyone's gonna point and say. Yeah, the return of Clay was was huge, but yeah, Clay came back, but he wasn't true vintage Clay Thompson. You know, yeah. like he wasn't. He's still not. I don't think he ever will be back to vintage Clay Thompson. The the defense from Steph Curry this year was isn't being spoken about enough. You know, like the the fact that he came back and he was like vintage Steph Curry this year. He was again in the MVP running. Um I feel like that was huge for this team. Jordan Poole stepped, like, took another step forward this year. Gary Payton stepped up. You know, Andrew the depth. Wiggins. This isn't the best Warriors team that we've seen win a championship before, and that's what I mean. Like, they they weren't even the best team statistically in the Western Conference. Yeah, and they just took advantage of their opportunities and then made it where they needed to get to, which was the finals. Yeah, and then took care of business. This was Steph's year. Like this. Like the 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 three point record that he broke this year, like he had so much confidence coming into this this season, and as the season went like went on, yeah, you saw you saw him break all these records. He was just having the year, like he was back to vintage Steph Curry, and he finally won that Finals MVP this year. Finally, he finally did it. It was literally the last thing, and I think he knew that. Um, especially like at the end of the game, you saw him break down in tears, like on the court. Um, even as the game was still going on, there was still like, I don't know, 30 seconds left in the game. And he literally just broke down into tears because he knew the MVP was his. Like he knew no one had a better series than he did. He's like, give me that. Yeah. Yeah. The the fact is three years ago, the Toronto Raptors won the championship in Golden State. And everyone thought that the dynasty was over. We ended it. Everyone thought that the dynasty was over. Warriors would never get back here. Players were aging. Players are moving on. Um, Durant was leaving. 
Yep. Clay had suffered a very serious injury. Everyone thought this is it for the Warriors. Now fast forward three years later, and here we are uh, with them winning another championship. You know, without anyone, any before the season started, no one predicted this. No one could have even predicted that they would advance this far in the playoffs, let alone make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, they just didn't have the the makeup of a championship team. But all of that changed like midseason. You know, like the, the dynasty that we once knew started looking like the dynasty that we saw this year. Yeah. Uh, if you if you took them to win the NBA title at the beginning of the season, you are a very rich human being right now. Um, but yeah, do you think this is a one-off? Do you think this is, like, going forward, do you think this is still, like, a team to beat in the I, NBA? I feel like you, you can – you can't really – you can't really say, you know what I mean? Like if you say there's no way that they'll get back here, we said that three years ago and they made it back here three, three years later, right? Opportunity always presents itself, right? Like that's how, that's how the championships are made, right? Like that's how championship winners become winners. It's like, take advantage of your opportunities, mm-hmm. beat teams you need to beat. Boston was a team they should have beat. They beat them, right? Yeah, this is uh They've got a lot of young talent on our team right now. And not taking anything away from Boston Celtics. Like, the Celtics made it this far. They beat out the entire East. They made it to the finals. Um, they just had a lot, a lot. I don't know if you watched the actual full game of Game 6, but there were so many Boston turnovers. And that's what lost them the game. They they had the opportunity to bring it to a Game 7 in Boston, and they they couldn't close it out. There were so many turnovers. I think there was like 27 turnovers, team turnovers throughout the game to like Golden State's 13 or something like that. Yeah, we, we realize that Jason Tatum just isn't that guy. He's not the superstar. He will be though. Like he, I think he's, he's not there. He's just, he's, he's, a so great, he's a good player. He's a good player. Okay, this is a hot take. He's not a superstar. You don't think Jason Tatum is a Jason superstar? Jason Tatum, I watched that entire game six and i watched jason tatum try to iso maybe 30 times in the game yeah he barely showed up to that game it was it was just embarrassing like it was just he couldn't get his teammates involved he couldn't do it himself because every time he he handled the ball the defense knew exactly what he was going to do and now in this game you can't play iso basketball unless you're kobe bryant Especially against the Warriors, like they're... and and Jason Tatum is not Kobe Bryant, even though he tries to be him. Yeah, you know, it just I'm not trying to slander Jason Tatum. I think he's a good player. I feel like there's some Jason Tatum slander going on. Right I just now. think Jason Tatum needs to figure out who he is, and then play within what he can play. Yeah, true. I mean, it worked out for most of the playoffs, but Man, it's it, like he an old ass Al Horford, a thirty nine or fucking thirty six year old Al Horford was, was their MVP, was their best player. Yeah, because Al Horford was playing how he could play within the way he was able to play. He wasn't trying to be anything he's not. He wasn't trying to be Steph Curry. He wasn't trying to be LeBron James. He was yeah. trying to be Al Horford. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, one thing I did I did notice, like obviously it's it's always awkward when a team wins a title in in a way arena. Like we saw it with the Raptors, like we obviously all celebrated here when the Raptors won. Um but they won in Golden State, right? They and that 
everyone like at least the Golden State fans stayed and cheered on the Raptors like because this was the first time they ever won the championship right uh, but if you watch the the championship ceremony in Boston uh, for Game Six like after the Warriors won Boston fans booed the entire time the entire time especially when like obviously they were giving Draymond a hard time the entire series but yeah. whenever Draymond uh, got on the mic. Whenever he was presented with anything, like they just rang down the booze on him. Like it was like this team just won a championship. Like, except the defeat. Like, yes, this Boston team has a great future ahead of them. This is the first time they made the finals in what, nineteen seasons? So like accept the defeat and recognize greatness. You know what I mean? What do you expect is Boston, man? Exactly. It's Boston. Boston sports fans are the absolute scum of the earth. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it so it's on record right now. Boston fans are the absolute worst. Um, Can I just bring up something here that that really bothered me? Sure. Um, How bad is security at the Chase Center? Have you seen fake clay? Or what has been going on yeah, with fake Clay? He's banned, isn't he? Like he's officially banned. This dude that looks like Clay Thompson, like, was get, able to get through security and onto the court and onto the court, and put up like sh- ten minutes worth of of shots with security thinking he's Clay Thompson. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because three years ago, when the Raptors won the championship, Masai Ujiri tried to get onto the court, and Good he call. was racially targeted and racially he had his credentials hanging he had his credentials off his land and he was stopped from getting on the court and this guy who looks like clay thompson was able to just go onto the court shoot the ball for 10 minutes do you know what the difference is between this this guy and masai ujiri well well except for the obvious skin color what i'm saying is the chase center the warriors organization as a whole need to figure this out because it's fucking embarrassing how bad this is. Yeah, they made a public statement saying he's banned, but like, how did he get in in the first place? Yeah, yeah I like that. As soon as I saw that he was banned for life, as soon as I saw that this isn't the first time that he was able to get onto the court, as soon as I saw that video of him getting through security and how easy it was and how he's laughing, saying, I can go into the locker room if I wanted to right now, it pissed me off because all I could think of was Masai Ujiri when we won the championship, how badly he was harassed and, and the look in his face when Kyle Lowry grabbed him and he how was like not, he was not happy about dude, it. Dude, he was like scared. Yeah, this is for his, his life. This is the like pinnacle of his career <laughs> and he wasn't able to enjoy it because some douchebag security guard. Man, it's just embarrassing. Yeah. Hate to see it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's it. a good point. We have some exciting things that we're doing today on today's show. We do. It is a mock draft episode. We are here to do a mock draft. Uh, it's just Neil and I. Uh, we I put our time in the clock is 24 hours, so we have that long to pick um, just in case we need it, in case we want to come back, in case we want to make this episode the longest episode in history. Well, we're going to give our analysis on each pick. I have the sixth overall pick with the snake draft. Uh, Josh, you have... Pick number eight. I have pick number eight. Shortly before me and shortly after me. So there will be a lot of uh, sneaky takeaway (laughs) picks here from each other. Because we're so close together. And it's it's going to be like we're literally just two picks away from each other. I literally wake up and go to sleep at night 
like just trying to figure out how I can sandbag you in life. <laughs> and like, this is a prime opportunity this for is, me to do so. You talk about, hey, earlier in the episode, you talk about opportunities will always present themselves. This is the opportunity right now. This is literally the mock draft. This is where you get your chance to fuck me over. Yeah. So you want to just give a breakdown of our, our league ahead of us yes. this year? What do we have going on? Yes. What, what's the format here? We'll do some other mock drafts because people have been asking for them. But this mm-hmm. one specifically is a PPR, full PPR, uh, point per reception. Uh, it is a one quarterback, or sorry, two quarterback, two running back, three wide receiver, one tight end, one flex position, not a super flex, just a flex, and then one kicker, one defense. Uh, so that is it. Two quarterback, uh, one flex uh, PPR league. So big, big thing here is two QB uh, PPR. Um, so drafts are going to look a little different for look a for little different. different for different leagues. Yeah. So I'm excited to to get it going here. Should we should we get it going? Let's start it off. Uh, you ready? I'm ready. All right. Let's go. Let's see what happens here. Number one, Christian McCaffrey goes number one. Then Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, Jamar Chase. Went immediately, at five. immediately, like I'm incredibly surprised that CMC went before Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I don't like, know. That's, I mean these 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 standings like these. And extra, Jamar Chase went five <laughs> before Cooper Cup. You've got, um, I, in my opinion, you have an easy decision on your hands. Yeah. I, I don't know what expert rankings are making Jamar Chase ahead of Cooper Cup this that's, year. It could happen. It, it could. It very well with could the happen. With way, the way he performed down the stretch last year. And he's going into year two where... Yeah, people keep forgetting. Last year was his rookie year, Jamar Chase. His rookie year. But, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty easy pick here for me. I'm going to go Cooper Cup. As you should. Uh, without overthinking it, uh, Justin Jefferson immediately goes after me. And I know you were targeting him. I, I was, um, but we talk about fucking each other over, right? Yeah. We talk about like what's oh, let's see the it. opportunities that present themselves. I'm going to take Neil's pick that will probably happen in the actual uh, draft, but I'm going to take Najee Harris at pick number eight here. And we go Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook at pick nine. Travis Kelsey makes it into the first round uh, at the end of the first round at pick 10. I think you're going to see that a lot. Joe Mixon, Stefan Diggs around the turn, uh, and now back to Josh. What are you gonna What are you gonna do? He goes Najee Harris number one. Mm-hmm. Who's he gonna pair that up with? So it is a PPR league. Yeah. Um, point per reception. You want to get early on in your draft, like who's involved in the passing game. Um, this person's rank not significantly dropped, but it did drop because this person <coughs> changed quarterbacks. Um, oh I think he's gonna have an amazing season. I think he. <laughs> He will be the clear number one wherever he goes. And that's Devontae Adams. So I'm going to take Devontae Adams with my next pick here. Josh Allen goes right after you. And now on to me. Um, with Cooper Cup going first, I, I feel like here, if I don't take a wide receiver, or sorry, if I don't take no, a running back, say. I might be... You might be in trouble a little bit later. I might be in a little bit of trouble. And like, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, I don't want to wait another nine picks to, to get a running back here. Because uh-huh. so, the, the tier drop off um, with running backs, like if you don't take them in the first round, like the, the first round running backs are going to be the one, like yeah. the RB1 on their team, and then their RB2 on their team is a far drop off. 
Here, like uh, with with looking at running backs, you have DeAndre Swift, Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, who are the three that you look for in this position. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can say Barkley is right there too. Come on. Uh, Kamara has had injury troubles the last couple seasons, durability issues. I just don't know about that offense. Yeah, There's a clear choice for me right now. Um, I want to I know what your choice is. Nick Chubb is a stud, but again, like he doesn't get any of the passing work. It's a two headed monster in that, in that running back room. Yeah. So I I feel like I'm going to go with Deandre Swift, who's probably going to make strides here as you should. And I'm going to pick Deandre Swift here. This is his third season, third season, his third season, right? Immediately after Mark Andrews, Tyree kill CD lamb, Aaron Jones, Barkley, Camara, Samuel Brown, Javante Williams goes, and now back to me. So a lot, a lot of running backs off the board immediately. So you know that DeAndre Swift pick ends up being nice. And now back to me. Yeah, here. what are you gonna do here? You got the so you could you could set a trend right here if you wanted. You can if you wanted to switch it up and go for another position. Like that position will probably start to go right after this. Yeah, and I feel like this pick is going to surprise a lot of people because because of where i'm taking this person and i'm gonna go just oh really wow okay you think justin herbert is gonna have a better season than patrick mahomes did you see where i drafted him and who i drafted (laughs) him against or ahead of yeah well yeah yeah, clearly i I feel like there's gonna need some explaining i feel like mahomes is gonna have a a drop-off this year he doesn't have his best weapon in tyreek hill Fair. I feel, you know, last year he had some inconsistent play. He wasn't the number one quarterback last year. He wasn't even in the top three. So I feel like he he's probably he's going to be a top five quarterback this year. I just don't know if he's going to be better than Justin Herbert. He did have some injuries last season. Yes, he doesn't have Tyreek Hill, but he did get some other weapons that are yeah. going to be underrated going into the season. There's a lot of wide receivers on that team now. Yeah. Um, and he, no matter who you put in front of him, he's going to make them look good. So yeah. I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he right goes there. Mahomes. Yeah. And uh, immediately after, Kyle Pitts, Keenan Allen, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Gibson. Gibson comes off the board in the fourth round. Now, looking at the room here, I think for me, it's going to be a wide receiver. Um, I've got my number one RB in the first round. I can take some other running backs um, in even the fifth or the sixth round um, that nobody is going to want to touch, but I think there's going to be tremendous upside for. Uh, So right now, I'm going to take a player who's a wide receiver who's basically the wide receiver room belongs to him right now, and that's Mike Evans. So, so far, his first four picks, he's got Najee Harris, Devontae Adams, Patrick Mahomes, and Mike Evans. I'm pretty happy with that. Pretty happy with that. I'm pretty happy with that. So, so far, so good in Josh's world here right now. Yep. Uh, so far for me, I've got Cooper Cup, DeAndre Swift, and Justin Herbert, and it's on to my fourth pick. And right here in this spot... Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and lock up a certain position, and it's not going to be a very popular pick, but it's a pick, and it's a player that I want to have a lot of stock in this year, and that is you're going running back, Lamar Jackson. Really, I feel 
vintage Lamar Jackson will be back this year. But he they just traded lost his, away his, his main weapon. His main weapon. I feel like he's going to run a lot more this year. And he just well, gained a lot to. of weight. He's going to have to, right? And and what that position is strong for and what that position will look like this year is a lot of rushing upside. And it's back on me now. So right after Lamar goes Cam Akers, a lot of running backs here again, James Conner, uh, David Montgomery, Brees Hall, Darren Waller. So a lot, all the top top four tight ends are already off the board here. Uh, Deontay Johnson, more McLaurin, Higgins, Metcalf, and now it's back on me. So a lot of players off the board right now. A lot. Um, still only have one wide receiver and one running back, mm-hmm. but I've got my two quarterbacks. You've got two quarterbacks, so you're short up for quarterbacks. You don't have to t- even touch quarterbacks until probably like the waiver wire if you wanted. Uh, at this pick... You know, in the fifth round, I'm going to try and go after a player that I liked a lot last year um, in his rookie year. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to get Jalen Waddle as my second wide receiver. That's a good pick. That's a good pick, honestly. Um, it's back to me. I've got some options in front of me. I can't believe how far Michael Thomas fell down. Like, obviously, he hasn't played football in like two and a half years, but. Michael Thomas used to be like first round for sure. Like he was off the board. If you didn't take Michael Thomas in the first round, you're crazy. So that's a little enticing right now for me to go after Michael Thomas. Um, Though I have a feeling he could, I could take a running back here and then he could come back to me in the next round um, because I am very high on Michael Thomas or I could go tight end here. Um, you got to play your draft like as it goes out, right? So like you got to look at your draft and see, okay, what tight ends are off the board here? So there's five ten tight ends off the board. The tight ends that are available to me right now, there's, you know, it's kind of just like splitting hairs at this point. Like the rest of the tight ends, like the next five tight ends that go off the board, like they could, either one of them could have a great season. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, it'll be kind of like splitting hairs. So, right now, I'm still looking at the best available player that's on the board. From our last episode, I already know you're targeting a certain tight end that plays in Buffalo. You uh, know, so, you know. He's, he's, see, that's okay. I'm letting you into my head right now. Yes, Dawson Knox is, I'm definitely high on Dawson Knox. But he's not going to be the next tight end that goes off the board. You know? Okay. So, I could look at who's available to me right now. I am really high on this specific. I'll let you know it's going to be a running back. Okay. Um, and that's Travis Etienne. Wow. I think he's going to have an amazing year. We didn't see him play last year, and last year was supposed to be his rookie year. Um, the running back room kind of will belong to him. James Robinson is still there, um, but he was a bona fide backup last season. So right after me, um, Cortland Sutton went. Cortland Sutton went before Jerry Judy. Wow. Uh, and Joe Burrow, Josh Jacobs, Chris Godwin, and then it's back to me. So I'm going to go wide receiver here. And I'm going to lock it in. I'm going Michael Thomas. He goes Michael Thomas. Amari Cooper goes immediately after. You're taking a huge risk on a player that hasn't really played in the last two years. I am, but this player used to be the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah, so did Julio Jones. Fair. I think I feel like Julio Jones is a little different than Michael Thomas, but... We'll see. Like this could burn me, or this could win me my league. 
Uh, here, again, I'm going to try and shore up a position that I, I need shoring up. We have a three-wide receiver position. I'm going to go Michael Pittman, who is uh, the number one receiver in Indianapolis, now with a new quarterback in Matt Ryan. I feel like that team's got a lot of uh, targets out of their way, and Michael Pittman's a great, a great pick in that spot. That's a good pick. Absolutely. Uh, you're back on the clock right after you. Jerry Judy, um, who I'm surprised went after Cortland Sutton. Then Kyler Murray, Allen Robinson, Elijah Mitchell, Mike Williams, Marquise Brown, TJ Hawkinson, Damian Harris, Kenneth Walker, Dalton Schultz, and you're back on the board. Some tight ends are still going. Again, like I said, splitting hairs, but go for it. There's a wide receiver uh, that I can I, I would love to pick in this spot here. Um but I'm not going to go wide receiver. You know, I've got three wide receivers now. That position is more or less like shored up for me. Um, there's a few depth guys that I want to target later in the draft. Uh-huh. But right now, I'm going to take a chance on a player who has fallen off everyone's radar. Um, it's Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Really? Really? I'm, I'm staying as, far away from As Clyde my Edwards-Hilaire. second w- running back. I feel like he could break out this year. I think he's going to be a lot more involved in the passing game this year. He's a lo- he's lost a lot of weight over the offseason. He looks a lot more fit. Um, if he can stay healthy, I think this could be a breakout year for Clyde. He's pretty much their only option as a running back in Kansas City. But, um, yeah, like I said, I think he's going to be more involved in the passing game. You lose Tyreek Hill. Those are so many vaca- vacated targets. They're going yeah. to have to go somewhere. Uh, so right after you, Miles Sanders goes. Um, and then I'm back on the clock. You are. What are you thinking here? I am I am dealing with an inner conflict here um, because there is a clear option for me. And if you look at if this player is available throughout the entire season, um, there is a clear option for me. But this player won't be there for the first six games of the season. Um, and do I look... So I'm looking at the rest of my team. Can the rest of my team hold me up until this player gets there? So this player was suspended for the first six games. That is DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to lock it in. It's a mock draft. Let's try it out. These are The reason you do mock drafts is so you can try out these things. DeAndre Hopkins, I'm going to go with right here. Um, he, again, won't be available for the first six games of the season. He was suspended for PED. Uh, but when he gets back, he is a clear wide receiver one wherever he is. Uh, right after DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Cooks, Drake London goes off the board the first rookie i think the first rookie of this draft actually am i wrong no he's a he is the first rookie oh kenneth walker already went uh so he's another rookie but the first rookie wide receiver uh then Traylon burks jalen hurts nice rhyme there uh i'm gonna shore up a position here even rhyme well. burks and hurts if you say them burks. fast enough and then if you burks mumble a little bit burks and hurts you know, it's like boats and hose. It doesn't really rhyme, but if you say it, it kind of works, you know? Boats and hose. Um, okay, so my next position, I'm going to, like you said, it's important to shore up a position um, early in the draft. I talked about this person as um, a potential breakout. I talked about this person as, uh, on last week's episode or the week before that, uh, in our potential breakout episode. Yeah. Um, this person has never had a bad season. I'm going to just lock it in. Tom Brady. He finished as the QB2 last season. He's never had a bad season. He's 
if you put 58-year-old Tom Brady out there, he will still perform at an MVP level. He goes with Tom Brady. I go with Tom Brady. As a second quarterback. So he's paired Mahomes with Tom Brady. That's a good pairing. Now it's on, on the clock. So Amon St. Brown. Aquanemius St. Brown. Yep. Um, I'm going to go here with a player that... My dog's uh, chiming in. I don't think he liked that pick of Tom Brady. I don't think he liked it either. Yeah, I'm surprised by it. I knew you were going to target player. Tom Brady at some point. but Yep. He was Tom available. Brady. Take your I just your I don't... I, as someone who has owned Tom Brady last year, I just don't see it happening again this season. Why? What changed? I don't know. You take away I Bruce just, Arians and you think Tom Brady's going to have a bad he's, season? He's turning 45 in August. Who cares? You could literally... Take Tom Brady out of a retirement home and put he him on is, the football field. His body cannot hold up. This his season. offensive line is. I will. Amazing. I will bet money that he misses games this season. I don't think he will. But okay. you, his offensive line uh, literally can give him thirty seconds in the pocket. He's evaded major injury for too long. I feel I'm not wishing death on anyone, but like I just don't know how long he can keep it up. It sounds like you're a little upset that you didn't get Tom Brady. So that's that's all I'm hearing right now. Uh, uh, you're down to 23 hours and 58 <laughs> minutes, Neil. Uh, you're you're running out of time here. I've got uh, just a position update here. I've got most of my position filled. At quarterback, I have Herbert and Lamar Jackson. Running back, I have DeAndre Swift and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Wide receiver, I have the man, the myth, the legend, Cooper Cup. Uh, Jalen Waddell and Michael Pittman. Still looking for a tight end. Still looking for a kicker, defense, and a flex. And to that flex, I'm going to go with another breakout candidate here. And that's Darnell Mooney. You haven't taken a tight end yet, eh? No worries. I'm, I'm sitting on one. You're sitting on one. I'm going Darnell Mooney here. Uh, I feel like he, him without Allen Robinson now uh, in that Chicago offense, all of the targets are going to go his way. He's now he's going to break out as their true number one. Uh, I think Justin Fields will take another step forward this year. And holy cannoli. Holy quarterback run. Quarterbacks are off the board. So Dak immediately off the board. De- uh, Devontae Smith, Corderell Patterson, Adam Thielen, Russ Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, A.J. Dillon, Trey Lance, and Deshaun Watson. Um, wow. I'll give some advice here. If you're in a in your drafts, and if you're doing your drafts um, pretty much any time before the yeah. season starts... Stay away from Deshaun Watson. He's. I don't think he's going he's to play. He's still technically the starter as of right now. If he plays. I don't think if he's he going plays. to play. I, I seriously know. doubt it. Might not be a last round. He might not be a bad last round flyer. You know, if you're if you're looking for someone to stash on your bench. You're on the clock. I am on the clock again here. So after Darnell Mooney here, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the tight end. I was gonna say, when are you gonna go with the tight end here? And I'm gonna go with a guy out of Buffalo. Uh he is Oh my god! <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, this is gonna happen in our draft. We're we're literally two picks away from each other. He he is a great breakout. Yeah, tell me, candidate. tell me why he's he's great. He's got the best quarterback in the league throwing to him. He's shown flashes last year. He's a big body in the in the end zone. His name is Dawson Knox. Awesome Knox. Yeah. Uh, good pick. Good pick, Neil. I wonder who came up with that one. Uh, Derek Carr goes immediately after Dawson Knox. Um, okay, it's time to it's time to grab a tight end for me. Zach Ertz. 
I am going to go Zach Ertz, yes. Uh, thanks for spoiling, spoiling it there for me, Neil. Uh, Zach Ertz, uh, obviously, like we talked about before, DeAndre Hopkins will not be there for the first six games of the season. Those targets have to go somewhere. Um, a person that has been targeted in the end zone last season after he got traded to Arizona, um, he's going to be targeted in the end zone throughout the season, even when DeAndre Hopkins come back, comes back. Wow, I'm struggling with words today. Uh, I'm going to go Zach Ertz, yes. He's not washed. He now has one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, immediately after Kirk Cousins, Tua, pretty much all quarterbacks are gone. Uh, Kareem Hunt, Juju, um, who I think is going to have a really good season. So now I'm back on the clock. Um, and that's the thing about these, these picks that you have on the turn here, is that you don't really have a lot of time to think about your next pick. Um, so I've pretty much got everything filled here. I've got my two quarterbacks, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, and a flex. So I'm just looking at bench right now. Um, obviously, kickers and defense will go in the later rounds. Pretty much the last two rounds are when your kickers and defense will go, unless you want to really reach for the stars and grab you know Justin Tucker before anyone else does. Um, but yeah, looking at uh, all players that have, are available right now, looking at who I like, I'm going to reach a little bit. Uh, a little bit down here, and I know this person might not be 100% healthy at the start of the season, but that's going to be Robert Woods. Uh, I think he has the opportunity in Tennessee to be the wide receiver one. They just got rid of A.J. Brown. Uh, Julio Jones will not be coming back. Um, did he even play at all last season, Julio Jones? Barely. Barely, yeah. He's not playing this season, though. He, yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> think we'll see him at all. Um, he's not. He's on definitely a team. not ten, on Tennessee. He's a free agent right now. Yeah, he's he's a free agent. I don't think you'll see him at all. Um, but yeah, so I took Robert Woods. I think jumping into that that wide receiver room, he he doesn't have much competition. Competition. So it's a good pick. I know. Thank you. I'm gonna again. Like I have a thing for wide receiver ones, and I have a thing for uh, players who will get the fair share of targets on their team. Um, and here I'm going to go with a guy named Rashad Bateman. Again, like he, he is the bona fide number one on that team. Now that well, it has uh, to be, yeah. I'm going to pair him up with Lamar Jackson for that little combo. You want those stacks. Those are fun yeah. stacks to have. <clears throat> Looking at my team, I haven't even paid attention to the stacks. Um, oh, I do have Mike Evans and Tom Brady. So that's a nice stack, but you love stacking your quarterbacks with, you know, a wide receiver or a running back. Yeah. Because it makes it more fun to watch those games, honestly. And it makes it even more fun when that quarterback throws a touchdown or a long ball or whatever to that wide receiver or that running back or that tight end. So you're back on the clock, Neil. After you, Elijah Moore, Gabe Davis, Brandon Ayuk, Justin Fields, Goddard, Tyler Lockett, Hunter Renfro, Garrett Wilson. Interesting. Chase Edmonds, Devin Singletary, and you are back on the clock. Uh, I'm going to look for another um, running back here. And it's a really tough position right now. It uh, is really tough. Looking at, I don't want any of these running backs that are up there. No, but there is a few running backs here that you can uh, just ha- kind of have as depth pieces in case of injury, um, 1A, 1B situations. Yeah. Uh, and one player that stands out right away uh, is Melvin Gordon. And like he is still locked into 1A, 1B, even though everyone's saying it's going to be 
you know, like he's he's probably going to get phased out of the offense. I don't think so. Yeah, in I feel my, like he's still very much involved in that offense. Very much involved. He's still nothing's wrong with him. He still played very well last year. He just signed a one year deal with Denver as well. He's not yeah. going anywhere. And like, having a running back in that offense is something you that's going to be want. a really good offense. This he's season. he's an injury away from being a stud. They just got one of the best quarterbacks in the league in yeah. Russell Wilson. Of course, they're going to have an amazing offense. So you want pieces of that offense for sure. Um, talking about pieces of an offense, I'm going to take someone that I think um, is going to have a lot more targets come their way this season. Um, it's going to uh, has the potential to have a monster season this season. I'm going to take him higher than normal people would because he is on my Giants. It's Kadarius Tony. Wow. I think he has the potential. He's going to be wide receiver one. Screw Kenny Galladay. Screw Sterling Shepard. Um, Evan Ingram is gone. Um, the trade that nobody knew about this this offseason. Evan Ingram went to Jacksonville, so he's now their tight end. He won't get drafted. Don't go after Evan Ingram by any means. Uh, but after that, uh, James Robinson, James Cook, Mike Gesicki, Rashad Penny. I feel like I have to. I only have two running backs, and I'm going. I was going wide receiver heavy, um, but I think it's time to take my third running back. Uh, and now's the time where you can go down the list here. Like there's there's the top tier running backs, and then there's a drop off, and then there's pretty much like I said before, just splitting hairs. Yep. So if you think that a running back that's down the list is going to have a potential really good season, take him. Who cares what other people are looking at in the expert rankings here? Go down that list. Go down. If you think, if you see a player that you believe in, take him. And I'm going to do that right now. In Daryl Henderson, he is so far down that list, but he was he had a monster season last season. He's playing on an amazing offense. Um, the only reason people are saying that he had a monster season last season is because Cam Akers wasn't there. Cam Akers didn't play the whole season. He came back in the playoffs. Um, but Daryl Henderson is still around. So it might be a two-headed monster in the running back room, but yeah. That's that's a player that I can see you taking in our actual draft, you know, like reaching for. Of course. You loved it, Daryl Henderson, this year. Why not? Did you have him last year? I didn't know, but I kept trying to trade for him. Uh, After me, Chase Claypool went, and Neil is back on the clock here. Back on the clock. um, Again, I'm, I'm looking to stack running backs here um i'm gonna go with a running back that had a good year last year um that could have another good year this year and that's Ramondre stevenson in new england uh i feel like he's gonna be given more opportunities this year i feel like this could be a year that he really really breaks out in new england Um, that's fair um right after you friar uh christian watson michael carter christian kirk isaiah spiller sky moore hunter henry this one hurts because I was hoping he would make it back to me. Rob Gronkowski, he is not currently on an NFL team right now, um, but everyone and their mother thinks he's coming back, which he probably will. Then Michael Gallup, Jamison Williams, and Neil is back on the clock. Back on the clock. Uh, again, Like this is just depth at this point now. Um, you could continue to stack players here as you need to, uh, but not me. I'm going to try and go out and do something that not a lot of players try to do at this spot. I'm going to try and You're going to take a kicker. I'm going to get my boy Justin wow. Fucker. Wow. 
Justin Fuck. <laughs> uh, in the 13th round of a 16-round draft. That's it. Interesting. I am not um, crazy, so I'm not going to take a kicker right now. Um, I feel like there are so many other options on the board right now. Um, this is my time to reach as well. Uh, I'm reaching down that list. Um, Tyler Higby is who I'm taking. Um, he is a tight end for the LA Rams, who are a very formidable offense. Why wouldn't you take Tyler Higby? Kenny G goes off the board right after. I'm okay with that. You got Pierce. You got Jarvis Landry, who's <clears throat> back home. He's now in New Orleans again, where he played college. Another trade that nobody talked about this this offseason. And Cole Komet, and I am back on the clock. Uh, I'm going to look at my actual team here. So what am I missing? I have pretty much everything. Um, my bench needs one more participant on it. So looking at all players that are available right now, I think this is the time when I'm going to grab my backup quarterback. There's a lot of when you, especially in a, or even in a two quarterback league, you will have the opportunity when your quarterbacks are on a bye week to stream whatever quarterback you want. There's going to be some options available for you, mm-hmm. no matter what kind of league you're in. But I kind of don't want other people to have this option at this quarterback. Um, he had a mediocre season last season. Um, I think he's going to have a much better season this season, and that's Trevor Lawrence. So I'm going to take him right now as my well, backup if going, quarterback. If you're going backup quarterback, I am going to take a tick, uh, kicker. A ticker? A kicker before I take my backup quarterback. And I just did, Justin Tucker. Now. Time for a backup quarterback. All of these computer teams are looking at you like, what the hell is this guy doing taking a kicker? So confused right now. Like everyone is so confused. Uh, I'm going to go with a player that um, I mentioned could have a huge season. Um, Has a lot of rushing upside. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to save it. Oh, you're. you're, I was going to go Daniel Jones. But we're in a mock draft here. Yeah. Where the rules don't matter. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to go drafted. We're, we're coming into our last two and a half rounds. No, no I don't think. I'm going to go team. Mac Jones here. Interesting. Interesting. I think he could have a really good season. Uh, first defense off the yeah, board. Yeah, the first defense. Tampa Bay goes after Mac Jones, Alexander Madison, Albert. Uh, don't I'm, even try to I've, say that. I've tried it's it the so tight end times. of Denver. The, the, one, the, the one there. Uh, then Tampa Bay, Russell Gage, Alan Lazard has a potential breakout season this season with Devontae Adams gone. Buffalo Bills defense, Evan McPherson, Matt Ryan, Harrison Butker, LA Rams, and then Neil's back on the board. If you don't take a defense here, I don't know what you're doing. There is a run of defense going off the board. Um, go for it. I'll let you have the There floor. is a run of defense here, and I'm going to go after my team that uh, I feel is going to really have a, a strong season on the defensive side of things, so that's the Chargers. I'm honestly a little surprised you didn't take the Steelers. I was about to, but the Chargers have really beefed up their defense this year. It's true. I have my two picks at the turn here, which is what you love to have, especially in the last rounds. I could also go two defenses. Yeah, you could. You absolutely could. The one thing I don't like. Get back. A lot of people like going into drafts are like, "Oh, I'll just stream a defense by week." You know, um, the one thing I don't like about that is that even great defenses have yeah. terrible games against great offenses. Yeah. I don't want to take a defense, you know, just because they're playing a bad offense. Like, you want to make sure you have a good defense. Um, so, looking at the board right now, the reasons as to why you would pick a defense is because they're going to, you know, get sacks. Um, they're going to get interceptions. And a team that has that potential is the Steelers. 
So I'm going to take the Steelers here. Um, the Matt Gay, the San Francisco, uh, Young Ho Koo. Young Ho Koo. Young Ho Koo goes after the Dallas Cowboys. And yeah, I'm going to take Young a, Way. I think Young Way is the way you say it, but Young Ho. Is it? Yeah. Young Ho Koo? Young Way. Young Ho. Oh, we'll figure it out. Young we'll way. get back to you. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Uh, I'll take a kicker. Um, the way I like to take kickers, though, you look at you know your team. You look at if you have like a quarterback. So um, the games I'm going to watch are obviously like the I'm going to pay special attention to the Kansas City games and the Tampa Bay games, obviously. So I'm mm-hmm. going to take a kicker that's either on either of those teams, or if you look at um, you know other players that are are stacked on certain teams that you're going to look for. Uh, I'm going to take, well, wow. None of these kickers that are available right now are on any of those teams. Uh, so <laughs> screw that. I'm going to look at the next kicker that's available in Matt Prater. Uh, I think he's going to have a good season. It's a kicker. Screw that. Uh, okay. My last pick again, this is, uh, where I like to have some fun in, in the last round and, and really like, why not? Pick a player that is just literally like a stab in the dark. Um, a stab in the dark, not even a shot in the dark. Yeah, a shot in the dark's, you know, pretty aggressive, but a stab in the dark. Okay, fair. Aim blindly. <laughs> Hope you hit Neil something. Neil just making up new new languages here. All right, go for it. Uh, it's a player who is obviously on the injured list right now, um, but I think that could really break out for this team if they do come in healthy and that's uh Raheem Mostert when healthy really? he is he is a force he's playing for Miami there is no bona fide number one on that team fair I feel like he could be the bona fide number one if he comes in healthy you have a chance there yeah uh all right so let's read out our teams I'll start here so my quarterbacks are Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady not too shabby uh, running back room, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne. Pretty happy with that. And my wide receivers, which I'm really happy about, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Michael Thomas. Zach Ertz is my tight end. DeAndre Hopkins, who I'm very excited for to come off of his suspension. Then Matt Prater. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers as my defense. And my bench is Robert Woods, Kadarius Tony, Daryl Henderson, Tyler Higby, and Trevor Lawrence. What do you think your draft grade is after that draft? A++++. I think I'll give you an A for that one. An A. That's a good team that you drafted there. My Pretty only question around your team is Michael Thomas. And like, if he if he's healthy, great. You got a steal there, but again, that's a big question mark. It's a big. It can go either way for me, but um, I'm, yeah. I'm ready to jump on that roller coaster. I've got uh, Justin Herbert, <coughs> Lamar Jackson, DeAndre Swift, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddle, Michael Pittman, Dawson Knox, Darnell Mooney, Justin Tucker. Chargers defense, Rashad Bateman on the bench, Melvin Gordon, Ramondre Stevenson, Mac Jones, and Raheem Mostert. What would you give yourself as a I think like maybe a B plus. You know, I pro- like <clears throat> I like the depth of this team. I feel like there's a lot of depth, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of holes as well. So running back is somewhere I'm gonna be looking to trade to to really beef up. I don't know if I would go after Clyde Edwards Alaire in any draft. I think I would I would I would let someone else. Leave him, him for me. Leave him for Neil. I'll take him. Uh, I I think you've drafted a, a good team here. I also think it's a safe team. Yeah. I think this team's floor is um is a safe a safe bet. Like yeah. obviously, like all of your your 
your players um, in every position that you have, like they're they're not really like potential to have a, a really terrible Allen Robinson like season. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the only player I'm really concerned about is Dawson Knox. I don't think you should. But I'm gonna try and trade him to a, a team in the league that really wants him. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll you'll get some trade offers for Dawson Knox from someone who knows what they're talking about. Exactly. Uh, so that is our team. That is our episode. Thank you so much for for listening to the allergy episode of the Shoot Your Thought podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll have some more mock drafts coming closer to the season. Uh, you guys have a great week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought podcast. Thank you.